a few months ago, we crossed the milestone that over 1 million people have played super better. Um, we've done all of that without any paid advertising. That's 100% grassroots. People are downloading it, playing it. They're loving it. They're telling their friends. Some people you know, watch Jane's TED Talk about creating super better that links to, to the super better website. Some people find us through the book. Uh, a lot of teachers are using our methodology in their classrooms. They're talking to other teachers about it, but it's all this grassroots kind of an approach. Hey, how are you? This is Scott Bryan Comstock, and this is The Optimistic Advocate, Episode 16. And today, I'm very, very excited about today. Today, we are going to get a chance to learn more about Keith Wakeman, who is the CEO of Superbetter, which is an app that is designed to empower individuals and communities to live epic lives that are full of joy and challenge and powered by strong social relationships, positive emotions and purpose. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's amazing. Their app is based on the work of Jane McGonigal, who is the author of the New York Times bestseller of the same name, Super Better. Now at the heart of Super Better is the Live Gamefully Method, a framework that brings the psychological strengths and mindsets of gameplay to real life. I play super better. It's really not a game. It's an opportunity for you to design a game plan for living a better life. I love it. And because I love it, I thought, you know what? We need to talk to Keith Wakeman, who's the CEO of the company that is bringing this app to people all around the world. Uh, the beautiful thing about this app is that in two Meta-analysis studies, it was found that Superbetter had the number one greatest effect for reducing symptoms of depression and anxiety among smartphone apps evaluated in randomized controlled trials. And, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot to know about Superbetter, but one of the things that it does incredibly well is it increases resilience. How? By improving protective factors, uh, such as increased optimism, more perceived social support, greater self-efficacy. And it reduces obstacles to resilience, less anxiety, fewer symptoms of depression, less hopelessness. It's pretty awesome. So, hey, enough of that. Uh, I've got links in the show notes. You can learn more about the app. Hopefully you'll download the app and start playing it yourself. But let's get into the interview with Keith Wakeman. And I began the interview by asking Keith to just tell us a little bit about who he is and, and then what brought him to Superbetter. Keith, tell us a little bit about your uh, background and what got you involved with Superbetter. My professional background is in brand management. So I worked for many years, almost 20 years in the food industry, worked, you know, led brand portfolios, innovation teams, new venture development, corporate strategy for big food companies, Keebler, Kellogg's, Nabisco. Uh, loved it. You know, at, at that time in my career, it was intellectually, it was like, you know, always about problem solving. I found I really enjoyed the problem of the leading teams to create innovation. And there's just this problem-solving nature to it of you know, first answering the, asking the right questions about what does the market need, and then figuring out how to create products that actually meet that need and that can you know, win in the marketplace. And so there's a, there's a part of my brain that just is wired that way, and it's, just, it's great. And I led those companies to you know, develop and launch over a billion dollars of new products. 
my last seven years in the with large food companies was with uh, Keebler, and then I was part of the team that, that sold Keebler to Kellogg. So I was you know leading a lot of innovation back then, and and so you know one day I had counted up you know how many new cookies had I or the teams responsible to me launched you know over those seven years, and it was over thirty new cookies, uh, which is you know which, which, uh, and and you know again intellectually love it as problem solving. How do you figure out, you know, that 31st cookie to make it new and different, right? There's, there's all of that. But in terms of making the world a different place or about in terms of making the world a better place, you know, the world doesn't necessarily need a new, new cookie, but it needs other kinds of innovation. Uh, some people, by the way, argue with me and say, no, the world does need more cookies. And that's okay too, you know, to have that perspective. But, but, uh, and so I, you know, I, I left big companies for a decade. I ran a, a consulting business uh, that really, you know, we wanted to work on things that were kind of more dear to our heart. So, of course, because of the food industry background, we did you know healthier foods. But this other area, I just got really intrigued about, uh, and you know, I was working with, with some multinational clients and really looking at wellness and health behavior change and kind of all the science of you know that we have so much science, we know so much, but very little of what we actually do in terms of programs and interventions lead to long-term health behavior change. So there's this huge gap. Uh, and I just got really intrigued by that. And we were finding clients, you know, with the consulting business that were, uh, you know, interested in building businesses or growing growth platforms in, uh, within that area. But, but one of the things that, you know, because I have a brand management background and, you know, when we look at brands are kind of a classical way of looking at brands, you know, it's, it's, you know, who's your target, you know, but what's your frame of reference? What, what's your target comparing you to? And then how are you different? So frame of reference is, uh, it can often mean the difference between a little idea and a huge idea. So, so I, I was like, wow, you know, maybe we just have the frame of reference wrong or, or in, incomplete in terms of how we're asking people to change their behavior. Uh, because everything we're doing is clinically right. I mean, smart science-based information delivered kind of in an educate, often in an education format. And in America, we all grew up going to school. So it, intuitively, it all makes sense. Uh, but but uh, again, at the end of the day, whether it's a weight management program, whether it's stress management or condition management, or you know you know when when we look at longer term outcomes, you know twelve months and later, not much is is really is really sticking. It's a very small percent. So I got really just interested in this idea of can we shift the frame of reference and have people look at how they take care of themselves in a different way and deliver positive evidence based health outcomes from that. So the number one existing frame of reference in the world today that can allow a different way of looking at the world uh, is games. Today, 2.7 billion people around the world, over a third of the population is regularly playing games. So this mindset uh, that we have when we play games and going for epic wins and battling bad guys and you know, recruiting allies for support and, and this kind of gameful mindset of it's okay to fail, I'm going to keep at it, I'm going to learn, I'm going to keep leveling up, right? all of those kinds of things and, and more. It's very familiar. And even if you're a casual gamer or just know people that play games, it's a very familiar kind of a framework. So, you know, what if we could use that framework to help people look at the world differently in a way that's more empowering? It gives them a structure. It allows them to become superheroes uh, like they are in a game, but to put apply that within the real world. So games was kind of the biggest thing that I found. The other, by the way, the second largest things that we were looking at were things like religions, right? So there are about 2.1, 2.2 billion Christians, you know, there, there are, you know, Muslim, right? So they're, they're a large faith-based group. So the, the, this kind of the second place in terms of the broadest existing frame of reference that might be used is, you know, is, you know, could be, could be the, you know, it would be the Christian faith, uh, you know, kind, kind of an approach, but that's the concept of kind of what we're, 
in the strategy and consulting world of looking at uh, there as well. That two point seven billion—that's one in three people. Isn't that amazing? And, and, and in developed countries, in the U.S., it's twice that. It's sixty-five percent of Americans are, are playing games uh, on average, at least three three hours a week. So they're already we are already attuned to hooking into a gaming environment and feeling that endorphin rush and the and 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 you know that experience of of acceptance of being in control of our lives. I mean, all the things we want in the behavioral health community. It's all, it's, it's, it's all there. It's all there. It, it can be so powerful. And it's such a familiar, and you know, in some ways, it's a simple model, right? The, the innovation is not this complexity. The innovation is actually a simplicity that we can take this, this framework and use it to help people be stronger you know, in the real world. Yes. And, and, and I'm, there's probably a term for this in the, in the branding world of which you are a part. But when I looked at it and when I downloaded the, the app and I started playing it, that, that's what came to my mind. I thought, this is so simple. It's genius. That's exactly right. And, and at its core, there, there are seven rules to playing super better. And, and Jane's, you know, Jane wrote the book, Super Better, The Power of Living Gainfully, uh, New York Times bestseller. It has a chapter on each of the rules, you know, talking about the science behind it and how to bring it to life with kind of practical examples. It's a really beautifully written, very popular book. But it's these seven simple rules like I'm going to you know, go for my epic win, which is my personal goal. I'm going to recruit allies to support me. I'm going to take on a challenge mindset, which is that mindset we use when we play games, when anything is possible and we're courageous and creative and determined and focused and and failure is okay. And we're going to Every time we fail, we're going to learn more and build resilience, right? We're, we're going to uh, battle bad guys, find and battle the bad guys. Bad guys are just the obstacles that get in the way of our goals. And how powerful is it to actually be able to say, wow, I've thought about my goal. I thought about the things that get in the way. Now I've named it a bad guy. And usually we give it a kind of a frivolous name to take it down a notch. But now that I've named it, I can drive different strategies to overcome that bad guy. Sometimes I might win. Sometimes the bad guy might get the better of me. Either way, I'm learning and building resilience, and then I'm activating power-ups and taking on a secret identity. And so for anyone that's playing the game, it's just the rules for the game. You know, if you, if you were a therapist and I was having this conversation, they would be like, wow, that's a psychological framework. You're actually helping people take on a different mindset or a different framework that looks at the world differently that is very much empowering. So it's simple, but the, you know, the brilliance of what Jane created when she invented Superbetter it is brilliant in, in its simplicity. Well, what, I, I'll tell you that uh, I was playing the game before the call. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my bad guys is sitting in the chair for too long. So I got up and one of my power ups was to uh, walk around the block. I was just laughing. Yeah, that's great. I got to get back in there. I got this call. All right. So help me understand the transition because here I am. I'm in my grocery store. I'm in the Kibro aisle and I'm going down all the cookies. And then there's a note that says, up. Oh, Keith has decided to do something different. So how, how did you find Super Better? So I was running this, you know, heading this, this consulting business, doing work in healthier foods and, you know, what we just call scalable models that help people live better, that have proven health outcomes. And uh, so a dear, a dear friend picks up the, pick up, picks up the phone and calls me. He's, he, you know, is an innovator too and came, you know, came out of the food industry. He's like, I'm, I'm starting this company uh, out here in San Francisco with, uh, with another business partner and with Jane McGonigal. You know, let me tell you about it. And so Jane got together with two entrepreneurs and they created a, a business in San Francisco. Uh, and one of them happened to be a dear friend that, you know, I help just as I help all friends. And, you know, hey, what about this branding idea? What about the right? So all, the, all, all, all of that. 
And, and I got to know Jane in that process and, you know, kind of got to know them all. Well, that company, you know, did some amazing things, but they also ran out of cash within six months of launching the app. So there was no company behind Superbetter for a, a number of years. And uh, and so I was watching. I mean, it fit the strategic framework I had created around, wow, what if we could change the frame of reference of, you know, helping people live better by, you know, through, through a gainful frame. But I was just watching and the app was on the app store. It was buggy because there wasn't a company upkeeping it. But I was like, wow. Just looking at the number of people and the excitement around this kind of un- unkept buggy app, I was like, oh my gosh, there's you know, hundreds of thousands of people are downloading it. And there were two university studies commissioned, a randomized controlled trial and a clinical trial that was funded by the NIH. And, uh, and I was watching where the trials were coming out and they weren't published yet. Jane was working on her next book and, you know, having the conversation of, wow, should, should we call it, should it be called Superbetter? And, and, then, and then probably most importantly, I was looking, and this was a few years ago, but looking at just the macro trends around the growth in needs for evidence-based digital solutions to help improve mental health and well-being. So that you're kind of big needs, kind of this solution that was out there that was really innovative and having all this traction, even though there was no company around it. So Jane and I set up a company one of the two co-founders, we acquired Superbetter. And so now we're the new team, the new leadership team that's taking Superbetter to the next level. Jane's our chief science officer and I, I serve as CEO. So I love your mission statement. It is out there. So let, let, let me read it. To unlock the heroic potential of 50 million young adults and youth by 2025. That's right. It, it's now 2021. That's right. The, clock, the clock's ticking. How does this happen? <laughs> A few months ago, we crossed the milestone that over 1 million people have played super better. Um, we've done all of that without any paid advertising. That's 100% grassroots. People are downloading it, playing it. They're loving it. They're telling their friends. Some people you know, watch Jane's TED Talk about creating super better that links to, to the super better website. Some people find us through the book. Uh, a lot of teachers are using our methodology in their classrooms. They're talking to other teachers about it, but it's all this grassroots kind of an approach. So super better is this really interesting animal out there in the in the world. On one hand, we're on many of the same media lists of best apps for mental health and well-being, right next to Headspace and Calm and Talkspace and others. And while we're not a meditation app like Headspace and Calm, we fit within that world. And so from a you know media perspective and the market's perspective, that's our competitive set. And we're just thrilled, you know, that that's there. From a business standpoint, a commercial standpoint, we're an earlier stage business, very much mission-focused, moving forward what we think is a very smart, you know, market-informed kind of a way. Uh, but we, you know, we've seen you know, how do mental well-being apps scale. And, you know, and so we know the numbers, and we've watched the headspaces and columns. And, and so 50 million is a, a huge number, but it's not an undoable number by any means. So this year, we haven't raised meaningful capital to this point. We're going to raise some money this year. We're working and talking to, you know, kind of finding the right strategic partners or investors to, to do that so that we can create a business, give them returns, but also maintain the mission. And that's always that balance of, of mission-driven companies around that. So for the first time, we'll actually have capital to actually grow the business. And there are things we'll do to upgrade the app experience there as well. But one of the areas that's directly relevant to this audience is we're really in, interested in how Superbetter can be a tool to help build student resilience. Resilience is actually a, a huge word right now because of the, the impact of COVID, uh, but also you know, social emotional learning. Uh, a lot of states are now starting to require mental health education in the K through 12 schools. So 
there's a lot of action where Superbetter's proven methodology and the evidence-based content we put through it can be a solution to you know, help improve student resilience, social emotional learning, mental health, and well-being, as well as student success. And so some of the app upgrades and tailoring is going to make Superbetter a very easy tool for educators to use to play super better games in their classroom as a tool to build social emotional learning. There's a very successful company out there called Kahoot. And Kahoot is, uh, they have a game-based system that allows teachers to play games, their quizzes in classroom and just, you know, really beautifully done, simple and a brilliant model. K through 12 teachers are using it. Higher ed is using it. Employers are using it. So it's kind of as, as broad, you know, kind of broad application. We're going to follow their model. Their utility is a game that allows teachers to do fun, interactive games in classes. Our utility is a game that builds social emotional learning or resilience or mental health coping skills or student success. Right? So our, our utility is different, but that model, you know, we're really excited about. And that's where the numbers kind of coming back to the mission. Why 50 million? Why, why go so, so big? Oh, I think it's great. Yeah. 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 So, so, but, so the, but just the multiplier of, and, and the Coop model allows an individual teacher to say, I'm just going to use this app or this website with my class. Uh, so it's this self-serve model. And if one teacher does it and they teach 150 students during the day, all of a sudden one turns into 150 and the multiplier effect becomes large in terms of the, the mission impact as well. The reason we're going to promote super better is that the feel is very much. So first of all, it's backed by science. So that's mm-hmm. good. That's critical. That's important. Um, so you, you come in with that comfort level, but the feel of the app is something that I am created as a, I am creating as opposed to being created for me, you know, as the user, as the end yep. user, this is my journey, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got all these resources, but I'm creating my journey. I'm not following Keith's journey. Uh, it's really powerful, brother. It's very, very powerful. That feeling of ownership in a framework that's got science behind it, that, that's got all of the things we would want to help people build their personal skills. That's beautiful. Was that part of the thinking when you were putting it together? Because a lot of what I see are the seven steps, you know, do these six things mm-hmm. and then you're done. This doesn't yeah. feel that way at all. It's not. So, so, so and that's, that's a great observation. And we, we very much are focused on this is a personalized experience. This is about you. There there are three, and Jane writes about them in the book that we use. We, you know, there are kind of three underlying quotes or statements that we that we use about uh, about about super better that are like our grounding, uh, you know, grounding states. What one is that you are the hero of your own story. Right. So this is all about you and helping you be stronger. Super better is not making you stronger. Um, you have on you have heroic potential. Uh, and everyone has heroic potential, and and you know we're we're going to pr- help provide tools, but it's your potential to unlock, not ours. And so that that idea of, of you are the hero of your own story, um, you are stronger than you know, you are surrounded by potential allies. So those are the three foundational quotes and statements. What makes Superbetter special is actually where it comes from. So a lot of people look at Superbetter and say, "Wow, it's gamified," and and to some extent it is. Uh, and and Jane is you know she is the global thought leader for using the science and psychology of games to improve real lives. So anyone that's in the gamification industry has read her books. They've seen their, her TED talks. You know she's taught the world a lot about how to use game mechanics to help people impact and and change products and, and in some cases lives. The interestingest thing is we we would never use the language. And Jane would Jane would never never allow me to use the language. To say we're we're a gamification company. And she actually coined a word. 
back in about 2010 called Gameful Design, right? So, so gamification, uh, and this is a broad sweeping generalization, all, all gamification is not created equal, but it can often be used to apply game mechanics, badges, points, leaderboards to content or experiences that are very interesting to try to trick people into using them. And people see through that pretty regularly. Again, that's a that's an overgeneralization uh, around gamification. You know, gameful design actually starts you know, with the question of why do those 2.7 billion people around the world, why do they play games in the first place? What's attracting them? How do pl- how does playing games make them feel? You know, what, what are the experiences in games and how do we provide that kind of feedback uh, in, the, in those kinds of experiences? And how does that happen? And, and Superhead is not a video game that's taking people out of the world. So it's, it's a game that's played in real life. So we, we don't use the, always the traditional, we're going to immerse you, you know, in a video game that might take you out of the world for 30 minutes or an hour or longer. This is, this is played in the real world. So that idea of you know, what's the underlying motivation for why people are attracted to games and what they're getting out of the game experience is the core of where we start with Superbetter. Again, versus here's a list of to-dos and we've added a leaderboard and you know you get some badges and those kinds of and not that it's not that we don't use badges when there are badges in the in the app, but it's not where we start. We start in a very, very different place. So let me ask you, how do we help you get to 50 million? What can we do? First part of this year is very much about, you know, we're we're finding the right kind of partners out there. Uh, we, we need some funding to upgrade the app, build out the team so that we can really go after the 50, the 50 million. As I talked about, you know, the app upgrades largely focused around young adults and youth, kind of this model of impacting educators. Uh, we are talking to some larger partners in that space now. The, the first part of it is kind of getting that foundational piece of the right partners, funding, market access in those kinds of areas. We're mostly looking in the U.S., but Superbetter has a global footprint. 40% of our users are outside the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, Germany, Brazil. I mean, there are large markets, uh, some of the Asian countries as well, you know, where Superbetter uh, is very, very popular. So the 50 million won't be all, necessarily all U.S. It's, it's a global number. Um, so that, that's the first part. And then the second part is, as that product gets, as the product is there, and we're doing some of these already, you know, it's, it's just partners that help us expand our reach. And so, Scott, you and I met, you know, initially because you know, we have a we have a charity, a nonprofit partner in the UK. They're called Children for Health. Their expertise is creating resources to improve health and well-being and now resilience for young people in developing parts of the world that are that are in low resource settings. So they're very hard to reach. It takes special expertise to be able to create solutions for them. They have the networks. They're working with people in rural Africa, in India, and in other places. And so partners like that allow us to expand our reach. And from a commercial standpoint, never in a million years would we be able to figure out how to go into sub-Saharan Africa or rural Tanzania and, and, and monetize it, right? So it, this is all impact and you know, there's absolutely no challenge in terms of competing demand. So, But our, our view is we have this methodology. It builds resilience. It's great. It's science-based. And, and we can work with other partners you know, like Children for Health to expand it as well. Those partners can be in the in the for-profit world as well. We're also doing a, another example of a partnership. We're doing a uh, we have a great partnership with a, a group called Mentor Hub, and it's 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 uh, based out of the Rhodes Lab at the University of Massachusetts. And they've created a hub to help youth mentors. This year, they've been piloting with big brothers, big sisters, with friends of children. They're expanding. So, uh, and they're one of the tools that, that the Mentor Hub app does is they re- refer other resources 
uh, and they use a, a way of customizing those, those recommendations. And Superbetter is a core partner, and so we're doing some some great work with them. Where in this case, the big the bigs are helping the littles who are using Superbetter to build resilience, improve emotional regulation, or or self efficacy, or, or other goals that they you know, that they may have as well. Yeah. Well, we will uh, we will definitely do our part to get the. <laughs> One last question, Keith, one last question, and then I'll let you go. This has been delightful. It's, been, it's just been a real joy to get to know you. But we always ask this question of our guests. If you could have a Zoom call, because we are living in the land of Zoom, right? You know, especially mm-hmm. as uh-huh. here. If you could have a Zoom call with anyone, living or dead, who would it be and why? Oh, what an amazing question. When you, when, you, when you throw in living or dead, wow, wow, wow. Um, you know, as, as a, you know, I have a, a Christian faith, so part of me says, you know, Jesus, but, you know, I don't need a Zoom call to talk to Jesus. So I guess, I guess we'll, we'll we won't, <laughs> you, can, you can quote me on that. <laughs> That's the best answer yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to suggest this because it's timely and, and not because it's, it's political, but, but right now I think it would be Joe Biden. Yeah. And, and again, not in a political way, but, but just. Seeing where the country is, and and you know the division of the country, the impact of COVID, uh, I'm you know of course very interested in helping with solutions because COVID, and even before COVID, but you know the mental health and well-being of children has been declining in this country for almost a decade now at an alarming rate. But COVID has made that worse. I think because of the timeliness of him him coming in, and I would pick Joe just to have again not a political kind, but but a social. How do we start to address? You know, what is his plan, but also, you know, giving him ideas around how we can maybe think about things like, you know, maybe games can help and the, the mindset of games or technology or, or other kind of, you know, evidence-based scalable population-wide solutions can, uh, can play a big role. I love your spirit, man. Uh, this is Keith Wakeman, CEO of Super Better. And uh, download the app, folks. We got to get to this 50 million. We got to <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this in closing. It's not just getting to it's, it, it, and I, we've been teasing about the fifty million. I I think it's an I think it's a necessary target, uh, absolutely a necessary target. And the joy of this app for me was that it, in a very creative way, embraces the concept of building up one's own humanity and spirit. You know, that's immeasurable. I mean, in terms of the impact that I, that that can have, especially during COVID, but beyond COVID, uh, beautiful work. All right, my friend, thank you so much. Thank you. This is this is this has been terrific. I'm, you know, I've so much enjoyed my time. Thank you. Excellent. All right, bye bye, Keith. Bye now. Oh man, what? Gosh, how? What an inspirational interview. What do you think, folks? I mean, I I love Keith Wakeman. It, it it's a beautiful marriage, if you will, between. His understanding of brand management and how to promote and develop a product and Jane McGonigal's scientific background and really formulation of this whole super better approach. Uh, And it comes through in this app, which is just a wonderful, wonderful experience to have on your smartphone. So I encourage you to check the show notes. We have links to all kinds of things. We have links to Jane McGonigal's TED Talks. We have links to the Super Better website and uh, links, of course, to download the app and put it on your smartphone and use this app to help you become, dare I say, super better 
<laughs> Love it. All right. This is Scott Bryant Comstock, the optimistic advocate, signing off. See ya. We're happy to share whatever we've got.